The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond and hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Dormish. I am your host of IGN's weekly PlayStation show, Beyond. And I am joined this week for episode 594. We are so close to 600 by our former video producer, now occasional guest on the show. This is your second time coming back, Ronnie Barrier. Hello, how are you doing? Good. Um, I'm doing pretty well, Ronnie. How was, are you doing? Glad to have you I was promptly here. fired from the show and then brought back on as a guest. Occasionally. O- occasionally. When we feel like it. That's, yeah. We're glad to have you there, Ronnie. Oh, thank We're happy you. to have you here uh, for our pre-E3 show. We also are joined this week by Lucy O'Brien. Is oh, it? who can say? Because my loud shirt might suggest I'm cosplaying as Max Scoville. It's nice to be here. Thank you for being here, Lucy. I think it's lovely and floral. Thank you. Oh, that's very sweet. That other, the dulcet tones of that other voice, not quite Cockney. No. no not quite standard British accent. Just, just a London accent. Just a London accent. Is Simon Carty of the IGN UK team. Hello. Hey, Simon. Thank you for be being here. here. How are you feeling? It's the generic, it's the generic uh, traveler question, but yeah. how are you feeling? Are you feeling shattered? I, I got up at five this morning. God, I really don't miss it, honestly. Yeah. Like, coming from Australia to go to E3 mm-hmm. and just starting that week feeling exhausted and jet-lagged. Ugh. But you're yeah. here a week early, exactly. which is great. I did it just for that, just and to see Time people, to just not just to sleep. I did it to see many friends. Yeah. And to be on Beyond. Yes. This is your first time on the show. It is. Uh, for those who may not know what you do at IGN, why don't you give us just a little rundown of uh, what you do on the I'm UK team? I'm part of our UK team. I'm a video producer, and every six months I decide to write something. You recently, <laughs> and we love it when you do. <laughs> you recently wrote a lovely review for us. Oh, did I did, know? for Observation, yes, a which, PlayStation console exclusive. Which we haven't talked about on the show yet, but I do want to talk about this week now that we have you here. Uh-huh. Uh, before we talk about that, though, and before we get into any segment on the show, and as I cancel out of all these pop-ups on my computer, I did want to bring up a question we got to beyond at IGN.com, which you can write into with questions, comments, concerns, trophy test ideas, or memory card segments. But this reader mail comes from Stephen with a PH, excuse me, dapper Stephen with a PH. Steven says, hello there and beyond. Since this is the last episode before E3, I want to write in and ask the stereotypical question, what is one of your favorite E3 moments? I thought it'd be nice hearing them since there are some new cast members on Beyond and some people who are normally not even on this office, in this office. Uh, To be honest, I always enjoy hearing about your trips down memory lane when it comes to E3. And of course, I can't ask that question without telling you one of my favorite E3 moments. So I'll just briefly read Steven's. Uh, way back in 2015, every year my buddy Michael and I would always snag tickets to PlayStation's E3 experience live in theaters. 
if you remember, this was the first year of the famous Year of Dreams that PlayStation gave us. Toward the middle of the conference, Adam Boyes took the stage. At this point, I'm already amped up by the re-announcement of The Last Guardian, the announcement of Horizon Zero Dawn, Dreams, and then it happened the Final Fantasy VII Remake trailer was shown. I remember yelling woos and yay as loud as I could, and then turning to my buddy Michael and grabbing and shaking him while screaming in his face, Oh my God! And wanting to cry. If you can't tell, Final Fantasy VII has a very special place in my heart. I will miss PlayStation having a conference this year because I looked forward to seeing it in the theater again with my buddy. You can't beat that type of type of excitement in this industry. That's true. And I don't know, were any of you at that conference? No. This is my no. first E3. Never been. Oh, really? So, me too. Hey. Welcome to the crowd. Well, I'm really old and I was there. And um, it was, God, that moment was just the crowd was wild. I thought the guy next to me, he was there with his girlfriend. And um, he, I just think she was there as like a prop for him to sort of shake with excitement <laughs> because she was just like, like yeah, Michael. honey, like, yeah, yes, like it is great. And he was just like, oh, my God. And I thought he'd wet his pants. Like he was just so – but I don't, I don't blame him because that moment was just so huge. It was so huge. It was amazing. So right on. I'm right there with you. Would that be one of your favorite moments? That was one of my favorite moments. But I lean towards the more bizarre moments. Like I love the big like, woo, like the huge announcements and all of that stuff. But I also like the moments that are just really weird. Because yeah. E3 is just it's a really weird conference. It just is weird. Like people announcing things is strange. <laughs> and technical hiccups and all that sort of thing. I think my favorite moment was actually from my first E3, which I believe is 2009. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's the um, year after Santa Monica. You'd probably know more couple than years. me. Well, it's just because I'm, I'm about to tell you what happened. Uh, it was when Yoko Ono and oh, Ringo yeah. Starr and Paul McCartney uh, cameoed on the Xbox stage, I believe, uh, to help uh, announce Beatles Rock Band. And that was just so funny because it was just, like Yoko Ono didn't even say anything. She just walked on. She might have said like, hello. It was like, you know, when Bjork won the Oscar and she's like, thank you. I will never act again. And then walked off stage. It was like that, except she walked off and coll- uh, collected like a giant novelty check. Yep. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Uh, that, that, that was just unbelievable. And like just being in the same room as those legends, even though it was such a ridiculous appearance. Yeah. Just so funny. Yeah, uh, Beatles Rock Band, great. Yay. Uh, that uh, okay. perf- that show of celebrity, maybe not as much, but weird <laughs> and great in its own right. Uh, Ronnie, what about you? Um, have was, you been to E3 before? No, this no, will you be my first E3, first. yeah. Okay. Um, I was actually thinking Final Fantasy VII, but I'm going to go with a, a out-of-left-field one. Probably uh, My Body is Ready, uh, okay. just because uh, of mm-hmm. all the gifts it's given us over the years. Has been the um, gift that keeps on giving. Good gifts? Very, very, for the most part. I've, I've seen... Useful. I've seen mm. Reggie Fizeme as like a, a force for good in our industry. He's he sure. seemed like a like a good stalwart guy. Um, so yeah, that, it's it's goofy, but at the same time, it's kind of like emblematic of our shared experience throughout this whole thing. And uh, I don't know, that's lovely, that's Ronnie. Thank you. That's mm. lovely. It's very sweet. And Simon, what uh, about you? I think I'm similar as Lucy. I, I like the big moments, like the God of War reveal a couple of years ago was very good. Yeah. The music was incredible, but. I like the funnier moments, and I think Ridge Racer will always stick with me. The moment that that was announced as mm. just a funny moment the, in my for life. the PS3. Yeah. Went, yeah, yeah. Can you remind me of that? <laughs> it's past hurrah. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he just he builds it up, and then just really excitedly says Ridge Racer, and everyone's like, "Ooh." That's <laughs> where, like, if you ever hear the audio clip of someone being like Ridge Racer, yeah. like that's always from that. And he's obviously expecting a big a huge applause and. Yeah. Nothing, no, nothing, nothing no. came. Yeah. Oh. Was that the same year as Giant Enemy Crabs? I was about to say that reminds me a lot of Giant Enemy Crabs. Yeah, I feel like it's that a good was time. all. Yeah, it was yeah. a wonderful conference. Um, for me, it's the mix of I was in the room when they revealed Kingdom Hearts Three was real. 
um, oh. at that Sony conference. So for me, I straight up was crying. I legitimately, I was interning for Polygon at the time and like just had no concept of it possibly happening. And then they renounced that and it started, I started welling up and I turned away from like, uh, I was working on the video team as an intern and I turned away from them and I'm like, I don't want them to, in this professional context, to see me crying right now. But I was just so excited <laughs> that they announced that. Was that when you saw, did you have braces at one point? I think I did at that time. Yeah, yeah. I, I had braces for a while. So you had your little braces yeah, I was we a little, were crying. Yeah, I think it was either just after braces, so I still like t- talked like I basically did with my mouth <laughs> moving weirdly. Um, but yeah, that was that was quite a young Aww. Jonathan. Yeah. He was so adorable. Still crying about Kingdom Hearts. Yep. Yeah. So much has changed in my life, but what hasn't changed is that every week on the show, we've been doing a little segment called News Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> Made by our own Ronnie Barrier, who either took the drink of water during the quiet time or to hide away. I've been, I've been. I don't know if people saw this, or this might have been during the second one. I can't remember. We redid the intro, and I'm sorry to ruin the magic. Lucy said something, and I just took a giant swig of water, and this table was almost covered. So I need to plan this a little bit better. <laughs> um, I think I, I made a new one where we actually have him crunching on the apple. Oh, I thought I added that one I need in. to send that I will to make you. Sure. Yeah. It's, it's a real great like punctuation okay, mark good. at the end of that I'm sentence. Glad, I'm glad we can get that in there. Uh, News Crunch, I will say that people like the segment, the tone, divisive, though. Of the of the jingle of the jingle divisive oh, no. jingle. really I yeah. love that jingle. Be, some people I think are freaked out by the baby crying. I is a little the baby cry- I didn't hear the baby. I don't remember crying. a baby. Crying. It's a child like the child laughing. Oh, like oh. some people is a baby crying. Wait, but the, a laugh and a cry is very different. I'm here. Let's listen again. Let's do a break. A rewind theater. So the read all about it, people describe as a baby crying sometimes. I think that's just beforehand. distortion. A yeah, I think so as well. Baby crying. Yeah. Oh, that's mm. just a weird takeaway. I think exactly. there's some projection going on there. Man. Yeah. Just reflects someone's mental state. Mm. Your art is never your own after you release it into no. the world, apparently. Uh, well, thank you, Ronnie, for your jingles for the show. Oh, no problem. For the many more I've asked you to create. They're coming eventually after I appreciate E3. it. Uh, anyway, so wanted to talk about News Crunch, but uh, Sony sure is quiet right now. Huh. Mm. That's just... They had a big week last week. Yeah, yeah, we had Death Stranding. I did want to mention, um, since last week, basically, we recorded the show before the Death Stranding trailer, and then Max and I jumped in quickly to talk about Death Stranding reactions immediately after. Since none of you were part of that, I did want to get a quick take of what you all thought of the Death Stranding trailer and the release date. Uh, Ronnie, what do you think? I think, honestly, I think the release date did more for me than the trailer did, because it's always been just like this nebulous kind of concept and hasn't really seemed like a real game for me yet. Um, and I think just having a firm release date on it, I'm like, oh, this is something we're going to play soon and we're going to see what it is. And that's super exciting. It's very weird because it's Kojima, but um, Metal Gear is one of my favorite series of all time. And so I'm, I'm totally down for whatever weird crap he's making right now. <laughs> Lucy, what about you? What do you think of the weird crap? Yeah, I mean, it is weird crap. Um, no, I, I, I'm really excited for it. Uh, I love the part where Norma Reedus, what's Norma Reedus' character? Sam? Sam Porter Bridges. Sam Porter Bridges, little on the nose. He's building bridges <laughs> as a transporter in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean a, a lot of it is so on the nose. Uh, yeah, the the woman's name is Fragile, which I'm a little iffy about. <laughs> I mean, for obvious reasons. As, and Mama. As as a woman and mama and mama mm. and hard man hard man and hard man and die hard man yeah um but i you know as soon as he brought out that briefcase and started whacking people with it 
I was like, yeah. Mm. Was it people that he was attacking? They were, yeah, people in yellow suits. In they yellow reminded suits. me of uh, in Monsters Inc. I was going to say, mm. yeah, like the. I was expecting maybe it's yeah, like twenty three nineteen. I'm Sorry. just like not really. I'm I'm at the point now with Death Stranding where the more I look at it, the more confused I am by what it is. Still, even though that trailer was what eight minutes, nine minutes. Um, I'm still confused by it. And so I'm kind of just taking a little step back now from analysing it. Like I watched it once and that was enough for me because I want it to be a bizarre fever dream of a surprise. Mm. So I'm kind of like, yes, I'm into this. I'm sold. It's Kojima. I'm, you know, I'll just, I'd follow him anywhere. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to look into it any deeper than I already have. I feel like they're going to be relatively limited on what the rollout is from here on out. Like now that we know the release date and we know the time frame and all that, I mm. think we'll get like the one big preview event that they seem to do for all the big Sony games right now. Yeah. And then pretty much that's it until the review. Uh, Simon, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm jealous you only got to watch it once because I was sat in front of that Twitch stream for about three hours in the <laughs> afternoon <laughs> noting down every new bit of oh, that's footage. Right, I saw it was during me, UK and, hours. me and Joe in the UK office were mm. driving ourselves mad. Service. Yeah, I saw that th- 30 foot ladder about 200 times. Uh, Looks, it's a nice ladder. Yeah, it's a nice ladder. Um, Biggest takeaway. Yeah, nice ladder. It looks. I just don't know what does it look like. I'm into it just because it looks different more yeah. than anything. I don't know what you do. We'll find out. Yeah, uh, we'll find out November eighth, twenty nineteen. Uh, speaking of Joe Scrubbles from our UK team, uh, Simon, I did ask him before the show for a message for you that I could read. Oh. Uh, Scrubbles said. He wanted me to tell you not to let us all down, I assume us being the UK team, and that if you do, you might as well not come back. <laughs> Sounds uh, about right. So I checked just, out. Just wanted that to let British you know. humor. What, what counts as letting him down, though? We'll find out. I don't know when how. When we're at E3. How, yeah. We'll follow up on this with him at okay. E3. Uh, moving beyond that, I did want to mention this came up briefly beyond. this morning. Thank you. Um, there is a new, you can sign up for a new PlayStation preview program um, for a new update beta. Uh, and they're making some adjustments that I just wanted to mention, including they are increasing the maximum party participants from 8 to 16, which means all the people who randomly throw me into a party with seven other people and try to get me to buy shoes will now have 15 other people to do that with. Um, there will be improved audio quality for voice chat and improved network connectivity also included, which I think is a nice thing in the um, audio connectivity and everything with your party is there will be a chat transcription feature that will convert party voice chat to text on a second screen app. So like your iOS or your phone app, or you can enter text on the app that will be read aloud to other party members. Well, that's a neat little accessibility Mm. feature. Yeah. Mm. Neat. I can also see friends totally screwing with each other, but I'm into that improved the, I don't know how often you use party audio chat, but it's not the best on PlayStation. So I use it all the time playing Overwatch Overwatch and Siege and Apex. So, be good to get that a bit better. Mm. I think legitimately the last time I used it for a long period of time was Destiny 1. So yeah, it's I been a while. And you don't need 16 for, for that. No, time. you don't. <laughs> um, moving on from that, I did want to mention that, of course. But in addition to that, a lot of, obviously this is pre-E3 week, so a lot of leaks and other things happening. Um, I'll mention if any company happens to confirm things, but chances are just expect all of this to be under the rumor and speculation uh, subhead because no one wants to say anything before they have planned announcements, probably. Uh, anyway, yesterday, right at the end of the day, uh, the lovely Amazon UK, your home team, yep. uh, decided to reveal Watch Dogs Legion, or I guess Watch Dogs 3, or a spinoff. Don't know exactly, but... I just it, fancy doing it, and they were bored. Yeah, why, why not? not? <laughs> why not leak? Um, it was at 4.30 p.m. here, which I don't even know what time that would be. That'd be half past midnight. Okay, good time for that. <laughs> yeah, um, great. <laughs> 
just a great time to hit That's go just on someone, that. Someone on a night shift, just I don't know what they're doing. Falling asleep, press the button. Disgruntled Walmart Canada. Yeah, guy that moved over there. He moved over to Amazon UK, and he's still disgruntled. Uh, anyway, if this is true, the alleged product description read: Watchdogs Legion is set in a near future dystopian version of London. It's a post Brexit world in which society, politics, and technology have changed and altered London, London's fortunes. I came to California to escape. Brexit. No, that's all we're going to talk about. Now this we're going to talk about podcast. Yeah. This is actually a Amazing. Brexit chat. Oh, brilliant. We're turning into a oh, politics wait. show because love people it. love that. Uh, London is one of the most iconic cities in the world and has had a massive influence on all of Western culture for centuries. London makes this is all in the official I mean, this description. This is all just fact. So. London makes total sense for watchdogs as the city has one of the highest surveillance. Uh, surveillance is spelled wrong in there. <laughs> levels in the world, making this the perfect playground. Um, there is nothing mentioned on the. Amazon UK page, which we ourselves saw was up. It wasn't like we just saw it from another site. We were able to verify this listing went up as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It says, it said in some of the descriptions, you can assume the role of any NPC, noting every individual you meet in the open world has a full set of animations, voiceover, character traits, and visuals that are generated and guided by gameplay systems. Aren't they just a PC at that point? Yeah. Then they're not NPCs, yeah. Um, Kotaku also claimed the leak as accurate, saying, quote, Players will be able to, quote, see different things at different points in the game depending on which NPC you're playing as. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll, the Ubisoft has a conference at E3, so we'll find out if that information is in fact true. I think the idea of turning into any NPC is incredibly ambitious. Have, have you guys seen that movie with Denzel Washington? And going to need to narrow it down. Okay, okay. So it's like there's this ghost, and the ghost, it's like a ghost of a murderer. And the ghost, like, jumps from body to body through touch, and you know that you're the ghost because you like you know the ghost will because the ghost will whistle. Time is on your side. <laughs> if anyone knows the movie that I'm talking about, please write in fallen? Um, or tweet it. Yes, fallen. Yes, that is exactly what this reminds Starring me. Starring Denzel Washington, John Goodman, and Donald Sutherland. I've never heard of this. I show. neither have I. I want to yeah. see Denzel Washington and John Goodman's body. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah. It like it sounds it sounds incredibly ambitious. I think that perhaps. Um, it is going to be a little more limited in scope than what that description might suggest. Yeah. Or they only have seven NPCs. Mm. Maybe there's no one it's left in London. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm for obvious reasons, quite excited about this, if it is true, because I can't remember the last time I played a game in modern London, I think. Maybe The Getaway was the last time. <laughs> like, there's been a, Whenever the games are set in London, it's The Order or Assassin's Creed. They're set in Victorian yeah. London. And I don't personally know that time. I've not lived there. You weren't there? Yeah. Well, Watch Dogs 2 was San Francisco, so it's only fair. Yeah, and I loved Watch Dogs 2. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. So this appeals to me in almost every way. Where, uh, Lucy, where's the Australian IGN office located? Sydney. So we can confirm that Watch Dogs 4 will be set in Sydney. Absolutely. No, it's it's following the rule. Um, I find it very interesting because, you know, Ubisoft is very – there's been traditionally quite outspoken about not being – political and that their games are apolitical blah 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 which is, is it, political which is very <laughs> exactly it's political it's a political stance right uh, I find it very interesting that they use Brexit in this I'm sorry to bring up I'm sorry we're doing it it's inevitable I found it that very interesting like you know if you're going to go there are you going to go there or are you just going to sort of market it as such yeah is it just going to be like Brexit happened yeah and it's just yeah. still yeah. everyone's standard. angry yeah and now everyone has guns and drones and everyone can kill each other Brilliant, can't wait. Five <laughs> years away. <laughs> <laughs> Far Cry 5. Get Denzel in. 
Far Cry 5 was a bit disappointing in that that game had some of the best teasers, like in terms of tone. Mm. Like, I think one of my favorite, like, short game commercials ever was you just hear the bell ringing, if you all remember that one for Far Cry 5, and it slowly pans up. And you just see a guy like holding another dude and just slamming his head into the bell over and over, and that's what's beautiful. causing the noise. Or just like this beautiful Montana river, and then bodies start floating down it. Just like really, like beautiful scenery with really creepy, haunting stuff. And I'm like, this is kind of a cool tone they're going for. But mm. uh, I mean, didn't I'm, stick the landing. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. There's there's myriad thoughts about Far Cry Five out there, but in my opinion, they didn't do much with that. Ubisoft knows how to do a good teaser. Like, yeah, I, I like a lot of their games when they fully come out, but they really know how to tease things well. So mm-hmm. I would imagine I thought this one might be exactly the same teaser, but with Big Ben. Oh, <laughs> is, is it like a drone's head? Yeah, just, just, no, just a drone. Just a drone. John Goodman. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, beyond that, of other leaks that are happening pre E three was Baldur's Gate three. So Larian Studios, the developers of Divinity and Divi- Divinity Original Sin, posted just a. GIFs short video of a three, the uh, Roman numeral three on their website. Everyone, of course, assumed Divinity Originals in three, since two was such a big hit and so beloved this generation and everything. But if you downloaded the video as we did and you look at the source code of the video, <laughs> it happens to mention Baldur's Gate 3 and Wizards of the Coast in it. Um, Just be a big misdirect. It could be, yeah. That would be very clever. Yeah, it, it, it probably is <laughs> copyright in there, but yeah. A bit sadistic, too. And- <laughs> Yeah, extremely yeah. sadistic. Yeah, and a little bit masochistic based on the blowback they'd get yeah, for that. That's yeah. why I don't have their job. Yeah, there you go. Um, but yeah, thank you to Reddit user Chill Refill who found that this morning. Solid um, name. And many others were able to find the Baldur's Gate logo underscore three text in there, uh, which we were able to confirm is definitely in there as well. Um, it's obviously been a while since we've seen Baldur's Gate, but it is a pretty beloved franchise so to have that come back in some capacity i'm surprised they're not going straight to original sin 3 but i think there are probably a lot of big Baldur's gate fans who would love that. yeah i've never played one but as you said i know a lot of people that absolutely love the first two so. yeah there's a huge uh dungeons and dragons renaissance right now so i'd imagine wizards of the coast wants to get some of their more licenses Capitalize out there so that, yeah i mean i can't think of anyone better yeah I, mean, it, I, I love the first two divinities so much i've restarted them like 10 times um, to get my character built right. But yeah, that that would be like a match made in heaven if yeah. that's true. I, I think even for people like you or myself who don't know what, or are familiar with the series of Baldur's Gate, I think there will probably be something worth checking out at some point if that Absolutely. turns out to be true. And in, in addition to that, there were a couple other leaks from, thankfully, the E3 Coliseum <laughs> schedule, um, which includes a panel that, Lucy, you're hosting at E3. Yeah, I'm hosting the... Uh, it's got an official name. I should just... <laughs> Give me a second. I can vamp. Uh, you're hosting a panel in there that didn't have leaks. No, developing there. Netflix originals into video games. That's its official mm-hmm. title. So no leaks from that listing. But what did have leaks was there is a panel for a new um, Darksiders. It's a, it's about uh, the entire Darksiders, Darksiders franchise and looking beyond. And it said it will end with the unveiling of a new Darksiders game, mm-hmm. which has been an ongoing rumor um, the name Darksiders Genesis has floated out there on some leaked images and alleged uh, listings and things and whatnot. But there's supposedly a new Darksiders coming this year um, that will lead to a new f- direction for the franchise, a fresh direction, excuse me. Wasn't there a new Darksiders about six months ago? Darksiders 3 came out yeah. last fall. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, you know, it wasn't, re- it was sort of lukewarm reception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, if they're going to announce another one, 
you could imagine it would be look very different to what we've come to expect. I wouldn't imagine it's Darksiders 4 no. in look. Yeah, yeah, whether that's different style, tone, aesthetic, gameplay, like whatever it is, I think they there is still a lot of love. Like I love the first two Darksiders games. I haven't checked out three because of the tepid reception. And I think for the most part, there may be some other people who like that or bounced a little bit from it. I think they want to keep that goodwill though. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But in addition to that, the bigger thing I want to mention was that the Marvel's Avengers panel listing also included some information. Masses amount. Yes. Uh, masses amount? Masses <laughs> of information. Yeah. So it essentially, and I'm going to pull up the exact text so I have it, it positioned the game as Marvel's destiny is kind of how we explain it. Uh, Tom Marks wrote up a feature on the site that kind of goes into that. About Please read it. How, yeah, it's really great. There's a video with him and Damon talking can watch that as well. Damon Hatfield, host of GameScoop. I'm vamping because I'm trying to find the link to the proper thing. Uh, anyway, it essentially said that it will feature hero customization, single and multiplayer. Uh, this is written by our own wonderful Joe Scrubbles. That's a good point. The description that was taken down says, quote, embrace your powers and join key members of the development team, blah, 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 blah. This is the, de- this is the defining Avengers gaming experience, an epic action adventure that combines cinematic storytelling with continuous single player and cooperative gameplay. So continuous single player is the, is the key term here. And definitely, like, if you read Tom's piece, the sort of term that he latches onto, like a dog with a bone. Um, because, it, you know, that does ring of destiny because you know you feel like you're playing in a you 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 are playing a a campaign so to speak but it is a in a persistent player persistent and you know it's added to and which i think is so exciting i love the idea as long as it you know they nail the the feel of it yeah as long as the hero powers and the actual story parts and obviously they have plenty of story to pull from so it's not like they Mm. don't have bad source material but my hope is the adaptation does well um they also mentioned you will have uh, you can play in teams of up to four players, master extraordinary abilities, and customize your heroes to fit your play play style. Excuse me. So, do we think you create your own hero in this world, or I wanted you to take yeah. someone like Captain America and you can chain tweak what he does? Yeah, I know Disney's always kind of precious with that stuff, like mm-hmm. especially Star Wars, like with the whole Battlefront thing. We can't make Darth Vader pink because that's not what he looks like, that kind of thing. So, I don't know if they'd want you to customize their their boilerplate heroes or or to make new ones, but I'm kind of hoping you make your 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 own. I part of the appeal of playing an Avengers game for me is playing as the Avengers. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah. I'm hoping it's that. I'm thinking it's probably going to be customize your own character. But even I if they do, like even if it is customize your own, couldn't you just be sneaky and just make the Avengers anyway? I mean, basically. Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I think you play as the Avengers. Wouldn't they just call it something like Marvel something? Marvel yeah. Universe. If they've called it specifically Marvel Avengers, which would suggest the Avengers are heavily. Involved. involved yeah <laughs> yeah unless the avengers are like npcs unless you're against the avengers Ooh. no one wants that no. <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm sure some of the main avengers like m- my thought is you may not play as thor hulk captain america and iron man but maybe they're like giving you missions yeah and doing and like you are part of a newer wave of avengers mm. like they're in the hub world yeah giving you like selling you stuff and giving you instructions yeah and this is all technically kind of ignoring the original reveal trailer which again was january 2017 so who knows how much that actually still applies but that essentially to me implied um especially with the hashtag uh strap line, reassemble that your goal was to bring the avengers back together so to me, if anything, that means the main players, you're trying to bring them back. Are you checking together. that one out at E3? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I hope cool. so. I'm very uh, excited. We know it's at the Square Enix conference. I'm, yeah, hoping to see more of it. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited for it. I hope 
you get to play as them. We'll see what that is. Um, no idea when that's coming either. I hope it's this. I like. I kind of hope it's a surprise fall thing, but uh, we can get to some predictions later mm. on that. In addition to all of that happening, um, a few pieces of news have been coming out uh, officially <laughs> before <laughs> E3, not just delays as well. Shenmue 3 was delayed again. It will now arrive in November, on November 19th this year, instead of its original release date of August 27th. Do we think it will hit that date? I don't think so. I'm coming from a very ignorant position on on Shinmu. Um, so given given past evidence, I don't think they'll hit it, but I really don't know. I hope they do. I, I want people who have been waiting for that game for so long to, to finally get it. Yeah, but also, given how long it's been, just wait until it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, make sure it's good. Yeah, that game should not release buggy or bad or really in rough shape. Um, in addition to that, though, there's also been... Uh, love, wonderfully, last Friday at like 4.30 p.m. Pacific, they decided to announce the Mortal Kombat 11 DC char- or DLC character. So in, in addition to Shang Tsung, there will also be Spawn is in the game. Mm. All right. Uh, which Max is very excited for. Uh, he can't be on the show to talk about it this week, but I'm sure we will. Noted Spawn stand. Channel in yes. Lucy, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love Spawn. <laughs> it's uncanny. And in addition to Spawn. I was trying to, to do an American accent as well. <laughs> this is pretty good. This has failed on every level. Spawn's a hard word for that. Yeah, yeah. That's Spawn. Oh, no, I don't love Spawn. Uh, in addition to that, Nightwolf and Sindel, in a, as well as two more guest characters, are coming to the game. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been playing Mortal Kombat 11. I know uh, Mitchell Saltzman on our team plays pretty much every day. Mm-hmm. I was in a Let's Play with Mitchell for Mortal Kombat 11. And how did you do? Um, I did very well the first match. Oh, um, well after done. that, Thinking his luck. He, yeah, he chose his actual character and destroyed me. Um, but fun facts, uh, Shang Tsung is played by the Mortal Kombat movie actor. Yes. Uh, Kari Hiroyuki Tagawa, I believe. Yes. I believe. And uh, Spawn is voiced by Keith David. Yeah. Mm. So yeah. bringing both those in there. They're, they're very good about like paying homage to the character's For history sure. and all yeah. of it. So that's a very cool addition as I, well. I like Mortal Kombat. I just wish, same with every fighting game, I just wish I was good at it. Yeah, me too. Like, I, yeah. I very stupidly pre-Mortal Kombat 11 release entered a press tournament at a UK event. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because, well, I was, Joe Scrabbles led me down a garden path, said, I think we're all going to enter. Not everyone entered. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he, oh. he claims he didn't. I still claim that he lied to me. Uh, so me and Dale this. from the UK office, we both entered. And Dale was better at me than that game. Beat me 20 practice games in a row, but when it came to the actual event, I beat him. And he was very annoyed. Oh, my God, I bet. <laughs> I must have felt he, so I, I'm good. Not, and he probably wasn't annoyed or he was probably happy to go home. <laughs> when I used to work, uh, I used to be the editor for a PlayStation magazine back in Sydney. And that meant like I was very much like covering every beat, mm. including like genres that I really just was not good at, like just would not touch with a 10 foot pole usually. But yeah, like I would often be thrown into those like press things for like really hardcore shooters. <laughs> and there's pressure when you're a woman as well, because you want to be like, no, I'm, I can like, you know, you guys think that I'm like a, like a little like vulnerable dame, but oh, do in you fact, know I'm how a to gun. Yeah, do you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and so I always was really bummed out when I, you know, died. But uh, give me a single player campaign. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got um, it handled. Watch, watch me play Uncharted, and you'll see something. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't believe someone asked Casey that at GDC. Oh, I get asked that all the time. So I got asked that on a date once. I was like, oh. If, if you're at a funny. gaming event, don't ask anyone at the event, do you play games? Yeah. It's just, just assume. Answer's it's prob- okay probably assume yes. There. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on from that, another leak that I forgot to mention earlier in the leak roundup, but uh, Desti- this morning, 
Destiny 2 Shadowkeep is allegedly the next Destiny expansion. It allegedly got leaked via a data mine in the PC files. We do know there is a live stream with Bungie on June 6th, so just after this episode will come out, so we'll find out roughly later this week if that is indeed the name, what exactly is in this expansion, but obviously they probably had plans to announce things since they said the stream would be about the next chapter of Destiny 2. That expansion came from the moon. Oh yeah, it has a moon in the yes. the image. Yeah, I don't. Did you play much Destiny? Yeah, I, I put a lot of time into base Destiny two or Destiny and Destiny two Me and too. and Forsaken. I kind of dropped off after that. Just couldn't get into the grind. But um, yeah, I love Destiny. But for those who stuff. have, there's Fire Team chat. There you, there you go. go. I used to produce that show too until they also kicked me off. Oh, I'm sorry, oh. Ronnie. Well, you're here now, Ronnie. Yeah. So tell me about Call of Duty. Go. I, I can't. <laughs> um, in between shows, we obviously talked about Call of Duty Modern Warfare allegedly being the title of the game last week in addition to our uh, wished-for title, uh, Call of Whoopi Modern Goldberg. Thank you for everyone who sent in fan art of that fake game. It's a long story. I think that's its sister act. Ah... Uh... We can end the I can episode there. That. Yeah, that's... Need that like an, we need, like, a little air horn. Yeah, I need... Ronnie, give me some sound effects. Give me a sec. Okay, while you're doing <laughs> that, um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare was officially announced. It is a reboot of the original Modern Warfare. It is not a sequel or a remaster to the other Modern Warfares that are going on. Uh, our own Ryan McCaffrey got to play the game. He has a preview up of the single-player campaign a bit that he got to see from E3 Judges Week, so you can definitely go read that. But it is coming out in October, I believe, October 25th. Uh, Activision has confirmed crossplay, and I'm going to find out because they at first just said there will be crossplay between console and PC. Um, but they've changed that a little bit, so I'm going to get the specifics on that. But before I do, what do we all think of this new model? I am into it just because I played so much Modern Warfare yeah, 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. Um, the campaign was also, like, they know how to do a single-player campaign in a shooter, and I think just from that teaser trailer, it looks like it's going to be pretty hardcore. It's not going to be fun. Well, it'll be fun, but, you know, it's not going to be a smiley fun. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited. I loved the first two Modern Warfares um, and played the hell out of them as well. But, again, I, just the campaigns. And, you know, obviously Call of Duty recently has sort of fallen off single-player bandwagon and become much more multiplayer focused and that you know that's not really of interest to me um but i'm really excited to return to the modern warfare series and i do i do like it that it's gonna be you know there there is a conversation going on right now about like you know why isn't call of duty taking a side is it for war or is it like glorifying war or is it anti-war what's this message what's stance? This, yeah. <laughs> but like you know the thing is is that I don't know. I just, with this series in particular, like, I've always thought of it, even when it is really grimy and gritty and, like, oh, let's get down in the trenches and, like, show what it was really like. You know, I've always found it to be kind of just, like, big, explosive, fun, dumb set pieces and that sort of thing. And, like, I understand it's a a fine line to tread and you can fall one way and you can fall the other way. It's like a seesaw. But, I, yeah, I've always thought that the Modern Warfare campaigns were really well done and I never took them too seriously. So I'm on board. We'll see with it seeming to take itself so seriously. Mm. Um, I've seen like a lot of people discussing sort of the presentation they got at um, yeah, Judges Week. And yeah, there, yeah. there's a weird dissonance. I think Austin Walker from Waypoint covered it quite well on Twitter and possibly on the site itself. I heard him talking in various places. But essentially, there's this odd disconnect between like what they're endeavoring to do with the story and then also being like, 
look at how good these guns look. Look at how they sound. Look at how they play. Like, look at that. But also, here are the atrocities of war and how they, what that means. And, I, I, and that's yeah. always been a, a weird disconnect in Call yeah. of Duty. I but agree. when they're going, when they're going for something that is meant to be so realistic, boots on the ground, like. I completely agree, want. but like, are they just going to give you a crap gun and be like, this is what it was really like, it was crap. Oh, sure. Crap time. <laughs> like, like, I just like, I, you know, like. That would be a great presentation. I, I definitely, I think it's a conversation worth having. Um, absolutely. I just, yeah, I guess it's interesting. I want to see more in play. Yeah, I want to see, like, exactly. I want to see how it plays in context. Exactly. I, I, I obviously wasn't at that presentation. Um, I was actually meant to see it at E3, but it clashed with something else because I'm disappointed because I would really like to have seen it. Um, but Yeah. Bottom line is, stoked. I think I'm going to see it, so I'll have a bit of fun. Yeah, tell me everything. Yeah. I'll let you know mm-hmm. everything. I, I won't tell, I'll you, tell you the whole story of the campaign. Oh, cool. there you go. Mm-hmm. That's really We're nice that they're the telling you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in addition to that, I was mentioning the crossplay thing. So initially, they just said console and PC, singular console. So we all assumed, oh, no PS4 or Xbox One crossplay. Uh, Forbes had uh, information saying that it would be crossplay between PS4, Xbox One, and PC available at launch. And then Candice Capen, Capen confirmed on Twitter, she's an Infinity Ward producer, said, quote, everybody play with everybody, play with everybody. So the intention seems to be that there will be cross-play across everything. That is not really the most formal of announcements, no. but... I like the idea, but at the same time, me, who is someone who's fairly average at shooters, playing against someone on, with a mouse and keyboard. So it will be destroyed. sorted okay. by your Good. input. Yeah. Good. There have been ways to There's circumvent ways to get that, around that though. Yeah. 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 So it, it's nice that they're considering that beforehand, yeah. uh, given that skill in those games can vary widely, yes. as I've experienced firsthand. Um, other than that, I just wanted to mention we got the dates for, however, don't know too much beyond a few game deals, but uh, Days of Play, which is 11 Days of Deals and a new limited edition PS4. Uh, that starts on June 7th. It runs from June 7th through the 17th. So there will be deals on hardware peripherals and a bunch of PlayStation 4 exclusive games. So a lot of games will go down to like $20. Uh, PS4s will be discounted, all those sorts of things. So you can look out for all of that. We have a wonderful deals team here who will keep a story updated all throughout Days of Play. So if you need a source for that, IGN is your source. PlayStation needs to start finding some new words. I'm getting confused. There's Days of Play, State of Play, Days Gone. I don't know, State of Play day, play station, day of the play, play station, yeah, <laughs> play station. <laughs> yeah. Let's get, get some more original words, man. Let's get some. Let's get. Well, maybe read, one read of you. Dictionary. <laughs> maybe one of you is predicting play the thesaurus. <laughs> Google. <laughs> Just imagine someone sitting there doing that. Uh, that's recreational. Anyway, <laughs> recreational station. Uh, can't wait to play on my recreational station five when I go home. Uh, beyond that, of course, I did want to mention, beyond. you know, thank you, Ronnie. Next week is E3, E3 2019. And while Sony is not there, we're going to be there. Sony may do something. Who knows? They did that day, uh, Death Stranding presentation. They may be just really fun people and put something on in the middle of the Microsoft presentation. And then someone's going to yell at me, hey, why don't we cover that also? And it's just going to be a lot of moving parts, but it could be very fun. Um, and with that, I had a really fun transition, and then I completely lost uh, it. I was looking at Simon, and I got all excited, and then I was like, oh. Um, people do that when they look at me. I'm sorry, Simon. I just, I, I had a great thing, and I wanted yeah. to live up to your expectations for being uh, on Beyond. 
So it's, well, well, I am let down. It's not me you've let down. It's Joe Scrabble you've let down. That's fair. So. I'm, I'm used to that. Who cares? Anyway, so I thought we could do some E3 predictions. Yes. Of course, with I Sony not, my down on my phone. With Sony not being there, these will be somewhat limited in terms of their Sony relation. But as I've asked the panel before they came here, so this is not off the top of our heads, or maybe is if we have to change things around, I've asked for three predictions about third-party companies at E3. So that could be... Release dates announced, cancellation, confirmation, sequel, whatever, about any of the third parties that are going to be at E3. Second thing I asked for is for one um, one prediction about Nintendo or Microsoft, given that they're the big two console owners who will be having press conferences or directs there. And then one surprise Sony prediction. So if Sony decides to drop something next week, what do you think it will be? Ronnie. Let's start with you. Let's go uh, one by one through the three third-party predictions. So, Ronnie, why don't you Third start? Third-party. Uh, one that would be personally soul-crushing to me, but I think is <laughs> could very well happen. Uh, Square Enix announces Final Fantasy sixteen as a mobile exclusive. Wow. Do you think that's going to happen, or are you just trying to like put the negative energy I'm, out? So I'm putting it, the worst possible scenario for me out there. Okay. So that These if it all happens, be nightmare scenarios. I'm, or... I'm, I'm less upset. Yeah. <laughs> These are nightmare predictions. Uh, yeah. I really, I really don't think it's going to happen. I okay. don't think they'd do that. But I could also kind of see them doing that, just because they've pushed so hard into into the mobile space, and 15 was such a had pocket development edition. quagmire, and yeah, all that stuff. So. Um, I hope not, but we'll, maybe. We'll see. Uh, yeah. They are taking the Sony slot for press conferences. So obviously they have some big things planned. We know Marvel's Avengers is going to be there. Obviously Final Fantasy VII is supposed to showcase in June at some point. So probably at their <laughs> showcase. Um, but in addition, to that, in addition to that, let's keep moving along. Lucy, what's your first third party? For third party? Third party. Um, I believe that the from the much-rumored From Software game with George R.R. Martin is going to be a reality. And I think we're going to see it on uh, Xbox's stage. Okay. Do you think it's a Game of Thrones game, as some people have for some reason thought? No. Okay. Well, I think that... I I mean, I know he wrote it, but I just... I don't think they'd have that license. No, 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 (laughs) not at all. And I wouldn't want to see From Software with that license either. I just... I love From's own very idiosyncratic world building. I don't really want to see them take on someone else's universe. Even, like, I'd like to, you know, uh, like, Martin's obviously had a hand in this, rumoured, but I like to think it was very much a collaborative thing. Um, I'm, yeah, super excited to see that one. That'd be very interesting. I hope hope we see something from them, given that we know they have a couple games in development. Simon? Well, exactly the same one, so I'll get rid of that. You said it will look like an either darker Witcher 3, is what I'm imagining in my head. Okay. Just a miserable witch. <laughs> Not that that game had a lot, well, had laughs, but you know, had a lot of horror. It wasn't happy go lucky. I'll go for Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. <gasps> and I'm going to do own a heart. bold one and say that it will be a specific world. Ooh. And I'm going to go inside out. Oh, oh. Mm, I like that. I love it. I was hoping you were just going to be like, and it will be a specific world. And just no, leave it at that. It'll be inside out. Because okay. I think that one could work outside a main story just because there's a lot to work, especially. I don't know if you've all seen Inside Out. Yes. I love yeah. that yeah. film. Uh, spoilers, I guess, for Inside Out. I'm not going to spoil it okay. too much. It's all about emotion and taking back. But you could easily just do a Kingdom Hearts story in that world of taking oh. back a heart of emotion from something, you know. Easily. Taking yeah. sadness out of the world or whatever. So yeah. They're moving I feel likely gray. Same. Yeah, it will do. Yeah. It will do that. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that would work perfectly for that game. I like that. I like that one a lot. Um, my first one is also Square Enix related. I've put down that Final Fantasy VII Remake Episode One will get a release date. 
Hmm. Right. I, I will say spring 2020. I don't know the exact mm. release date, and I'm not going to make a bargain on that, but I think spring 2020. Do you think that episode, episode how far do you think that episode is going to go? I haven't played all of Final Fantasy VII, so I don't know. Okay. Probably through the first part of the game. That makes sense for an episode one. Yes, that would be my best guess. Are we thinking okay. how many chaps for this? Like three? I think three, three to me sounds right. Yeah. But. It can, I, I can, Not this sounds weird to say, not to spoil it for Jonathan. Um, there's a very defined break point you could make near the first act, so I, I could see that being mm-hmm. a good point. I appreciate your consideration. No um, moving on from that, Ronnie, let's get to your next prediction. Okay. Um, there's been a lot of rumors that um, Cyberpunk got pushed to next year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say there's a surprise, and it's being released this year, this fall. Cyberpunk Ooh. 2077. Ooh. That would make me Big so happy. Fall. Oh. I went from soul-crushing to very happy prediction. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I like the ping-ponging of emotion there. That's me, 24-7. I believe it. Lucy, what's your next one? Well, yeah, I mean, you kind of stole my thunder, because I was going to say I was gonna say release date for Cyberpunk. Mm. I don't think it's going to be this year. Oh, uh, You can totally discount my prediction. That's fine. I am discounting it, good sir. Sounds good. Um, no, I think that we will get a release date, or at least a release year, like a window, uh, because we have seen, how many times have we seen Cyberpunk now? Once. Just once. Twice. Well, we oh, saw, we, we saw well, I mean, there have been the teaser trailer. There's the reveal yes. trailer, and, and then the, like, big, the 40-minute thing that yeah. they showed behind closed doors that they released to the public. That's it. So yeah. there's been two. Yeah. Um, I think this year the the studio would be remiss to not announce a release window. Yeah. So I think that that's almost a surefire bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was, that was my backup one. <laughs> but <laughs> oh, no, it is I'm kind sorry. of different because I said it will just say early 2020. So okay. kind of. That's fair. Pinned it down, so okay. I'll take it if it's I w- not. I would lean more towards y'all's and yeah. say mine's probably not going to happen. But, but you predicted it. But I predicted so it. So you're held to that. Go big or go Do you know home. what? I'll do the same thing, though. I was, okay. I'll put an extra part to it. I said it's going to open Microsoft's conference. Ooh, That'd be cool. Okay. Close it last year and open yeah. it this year. Open this year. I like, I like yep, that. There we go. I bl- it'll definitely get some sort of marquee treatment, I would assume, mm-hmm. if it's there again, which it probably will be. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie, last one. Oh. On the Are we going to skip you? Oh, I forgot I exist. Isn't that nice of me? Been there too. Um, I will say, so one of mine, I know we were talking about it earlier, Marvel's Avengers playable characters will be revealed. Um, I will say that it's not going to be the big one, so you won't play as Cap. I specifically wrote Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, and Thor, but I think you will be able to play as some... (laughs) Who? Falcon. Yes. And Bucky. Just Falcon and Bucky. Um, (laughs) I'd play that. It'd be fun. Yeah. Um, I think you will be able to play as Marvel characters, but I think they'll pull from various other corners of it. So some people who have probably been in the Avengers movies, but also like a Squirrel Girl or a Ms. Marvel or things like that, I think mm-hmm. we'll get a wider array of them without being too many because then it just turns into like larger scale Ultimate Alliance 3. Yeah. Anyway. Sweet. Now actually um, on to you, Ronnie. This is kind of Nintendo, but I'm using it as a Ubisoft prediction and say Mario plus Rabbids 2 will be announced. Ronnie! Mm-hmm. That was mine. That's too bad. It's actually part of you for that. I love Mario Plus Rabbids. It's good. It's fun. I really love that game. There we go. <sighs> um, thanks, Ronnie. It's okay. It's part of my next predi- prediction. Ooh, I went bold on the third one. Yeah, so, trying to get more granular. That's fine. Uh, Lucy, what is your third and final prediction for a third party? Dragon Age Four. Just <laughs> it's it? just there. Yeah, are no, you, it's just an announcement. Are you not happy about that? No, I am oh, very happy. Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen. Technically, like, it's just that teaser trailer that didn't say Dragon Age, but was Dragon yeah. Age. You're right. Yeah, like I think it's going to be 
there in some way. <laughs> I still have no idea what she's predicting. Just Dragon Age. Well, no, I mean, I know it's, you know, there was the, the teaser trailer and everything. We, you know, yeah. when did that happen? It was like the beginning of the year? Uh, Game of last year? Game okay. Awards, that's yeah. right. So I think we'll hopefully have some more info on that, but I'm just I'm not I don't I don't think it will. Okay. I, I think I think EA is being quite transparent with what it's showing off, and I don't foresee that being a surprise. Yes, yeah, it makes sense. But it's a wish. I hope it's there for you. Thank you. Oh, there we go. It's very sweet, Simon. Thanks. What's your third um, part, or has everything been stolen? No, from no, you? no. I have one. Uh, Ubisoft will not show anything about a new Assassin's Creed. Okay. We'll get another complete year off. We won't even see a title or anything. Between you and Ronnie, you have taken half of the <laughs> prediction. <laughs> but I, I agree with you. I think that we're not going to see it this year, yeah. um, especially while they're still focusing on Odyssey DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, if anything, that is like launch title for next-gen yeah, sort And of thing. if it is the rumored Nordic one, just give it enough room away from God exactly. of War as you can, I think. Yeah. I want to predict your prediction, Bishop, sure. as two halves. Or are you thinking like a Mario plus Assassin's Creed? No, though. <laughs> sure, I'll predict <laughs> that now. That. Um, no, so there was the, from Ubisoft's uh, yearly report, they said they had four AAA games coming before March 2020 ended. Okay. Um, so I want to predict what those four were in total. We know Breakpoint, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is one of those, but there are three that they haven't announced. They said will be announced and then released mm-hmm. by March 2020. So I think one, cheating a little bit because if the leaks are true, but Watch Dogs 3, yep. I think is an obvious one. Another I put was Mario plus Rabbids 2 because I, I to me that AAA, it's console exclusive, but it's still a, a big marquee yeah. thing. It's obviously involving Nintendo, all that. Yeah, for sure. I, I think the third will be a new IP. It's new, completely. Hmm. I think it'll be completely new. I don't think they're going to revisit Prince of Persia right now. I don't think we're going to get Splinter Cell. Siege 2, aren't No, they said they're going to continue Siege into next yeah. gen. So like, I think all of the other things currently in use in Ubisoft Stable, that would be third part, or triple A to them. Not the Crew 3. Not the Crew 3. They're still releasing DLC for the Crew 2. Um, so okay. I, yeah. Okay. We, we put up videos on IGN about them. Well, you then, can see them on IGN.com. Then it has to be true. Um, so I think the third triple A game will be a, new ip of some kind but mm. i what it could be it'll probably be a games as a service it'll probably does just dance clout as a triple a i don't know i don't know if they do no i mean well, i mean that's still selling on wii so that, that's got to be considered triple a i don't know i would call that a double a battery <laughs> i feel like they don't count that in the stable of triple a in the way that they're saying like mm. there are three other triple a games what about beyond good and evil oh that's definitely triple a oh yeah it is so they said three to announce and then uh, release. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think it'll be Beyond Good and Evil, but cool. maybe there is a Beyond Good and Evil two live stream this week. Uh, oh, wow. It's after the recording of this episode. They're not going to E three. They said so. We'll see what we get there. So many streams. Yeah, there's a lot going on this week. Uh, moving on from that, I said one Microsoft or Nintendo prediction. Okay. So, Ronnie, what is your Microsoft or Nintendo prediction? Let's start with Cardi, because I feel like I've stolen a lot of predictions. That's fair. I want him to go That's first. Nice I like that. That's I hope nice. I steal everyone's. Uh, too. <laughs> We're finally going to get some Mario Odyssey DLC that is like a full new world. Because to me, that game is just built to just add worlds in it and collect yeah. everything in it. Yeah. The way you play that game. And it's surprised me that since launch... All they've done is add that hide-and-seek balloon game. You don't think they'll do, like, an Odyssey 2, like they did Galaxy 2? I think they will eventually, but I think that game just... They update Zelda and Mario Kart. Just mad yeah, to me that they wouldn't update. In. Just update. Yeah, add a world. Okay. Andrew Goldfarb, rest his soul, always was committed to... There was one piece of concept art for 
uh, Mario Odyssey that showed Mario with a suitcase mm. and it had a bunch of stickers on the suitcase and some of those suitcase stickers were of different Nintendo games. So he was always convinced that Odyssey was going to introduce other worlds based on Zelda or Splatoon or other awesome. things. They could continue the Ubisoft collection Mario visits a post-Brexit London. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can already take control yeah. of almost every NBC. Well, yeah, exactly. He's Italian. He wouldn't be welcome. It's a shame. <laughs> what a world we live in. We, uh, we don't live in it yet, but we will see. We will. Can't wait. Uh, Lucy, what is yours? From Microsoft? Microsoft or Nintendo, yeah. I think we're going to see a lot more of this Project X Cloud uh, streaming service for Microsoft. I think that, like, absolutely this is the time to start illustrating what that is, especially with Stadia being a thing now and having its own little... Stadia Connect. Connect. Stadia Connect, which is I was happening like, after it, it rhymes well. with direct. It is basically <laughs> a direct. Yeah. It's called Connect. Um, I think that, yeah, it's it's definitely like, it was first announced at the end of last year, I believe. Stadia? No, 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 uh, no. XCloud. No. XCloud. It was last year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it's like we've, we've been promised a lot more. I think that we're going to see that this year, a lot more of that push this year. It's going to be interesting. Any yeah. more from that? Uh, memorandum of agreement between Microsoft and Sony about sharing streaming services? I highly doubt it. Okay. Well, mainly because that was such a, a you know, as we discussed in a previous episode, that was such a top-level yeah. decision made by Sony and Microsoft marketing yeah. people. Well, not marketing, but, like, executives and PlayStation didn't even know about it. So yeah, I, don't I, think, I agree. We don't see the trickle-down. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any trickle-down from that. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie, Microsoft uh, and Nintendo, was it stolen? It was not stolen, no. I'm going to go with Nintendo and say uh, a surprise Metroid Prime trilogy launch for Switch. Launch? Yeah. Like at the conference say, this is out now. You guys have been wanting it. It's going to be a long time before Metroid Prime 4 because we had to reboot everything. So here's something in the meantime. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. That that feels like one of those, it has to happen eventually, right? I don't know about the surprise launch, but the the, The game. I think the trilogy trilogy coming out has to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mine, I was inspired by before I even knew about it, of some of your negative energy. Uh, And so I'm predicting that that Animal Crossing on Switch, which is targeted for a 2019 release, will appear at the Direct, have a trailer, but be delayed to 2020. Mm. I think it will be delayed probably, I would say early 2020. I don't think it'll go too late. Do you think that Nintendo's Direct is going to be more... And then, Sorry, and there's a PlayStation show. But do you think uh, Nintendo's Direct is going to be like more like like piecemeal, like Scattershot this year? Because, you know, usually they focus prim- just on one game. Last year had 30 minutes of Smash. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, and it was like Breath of the Wild. Everyone's here. Yep. Uh, so, you know, I do you think it's going to be? I think it's going to be a little bit more Scattershot. Okay. Yeah, because they're focusing on Pokemon. Or did I make Well, so Pokemon has a direct, has a direct this week. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. So I think with that out of the way, mm. that to me means they have a lot to show off because obviously Pokemon is a crown jewel seller yeah. for them. I think with that in mind, they're really going to give a lot of time to a few specific first-party games because as of right now, tentatively scheduled for 2019, they've mentioned... Ultimate Alliance 3, which has a release date. Fire Emblem shortly comes after E3. The Link's Awakening remake. Luigi's Mansion 3 is supposed to come out this year. Animal Crossing is supposed to come out this year. Um, Astral Chain from Platinum Games is supposed to come out this year. That's six exclusives in the next six months. Mm. That's not bad. Um, So I think they want to be able to give... If all of those games are truly going to come out this year, I think they need to address all of those in good time during that press conference or during that direct. But... Also, that's a lot of games in one year, and I wouldn't yeah. be shocked if they move one to next year. And Animal Crossing, to me, feels like a great springtime game. Like, that feels yeah. like something when it's a... L- Obviously, spring can be still busy, but when it's not the fall rush of everything. Yeah. 
to be able to just sit down and play that game every day. I do feel like, um, I feel like if they are going to delay Animal Crossing, they'll message that before the show. That, that's generally been what they what they do from what I can remember. Like, don't use your big hype moment to say, wait longer for this game. Sure. Like, you come up before it and say, hey, you're going to see some really cool stuff about Animal Crossing at E3. But in order to do that, we've got to push it till next year. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that'll be a little balloon that goes mm-hmm. up. And Unless they're doing that with Pokemon this week <laughs> and delaying that one. That's true. That'd be, that'd be shocking to me. But yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I agree. It feels like a good spring game. Um, other than that, let's do the... So the final thing that I had on here was a crazy Sony prediction. So Sony says, hey, we do want to counter-program E3 a little bit. And we're going to put one thing out during E3. Yeah. What do you think? That we're one? all going to say the same thing, I reckon. Oh, wait. Let's find out. Should we just say it all at once? Sure. Let's try it. I have no idea what you're going to say. I think I think we're on the same page. Now I don't know about these two. Do, do you want you and I say it at the same time? <laughs> just okay. the name of the game. Okay. I think that's fair. Without right. what the context is? Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Last, Last of, of Us Part, part two. 2. Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, I didn't know that. So. Would have been embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Siphon filter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then, let since ours will be obvious, uh, Simon, why don't you go first with what you um, Well, I thought, actually, they were going to do, mine's linked to this, I thought they were going to do their big Death Stranding stream, like, this Friday, mm-hmm. just before E3, to steal mm-hmm. some thunder. So, mine have changed. I don't think they'll do it. I don't think they'll be this bitter. But, as soon as the Microsoft conference ends, a Death Stranding version of PT drops for That'd you to be go amazing. play. Yeah. We, we've talked about something like that. Yeah would be incredible if they did that. But I don't know if they would now, because I feel like Kojima wouldn't be able to be quiet about it at this point. He'd be teasing something. But He yeah. probably has been. I we thought right at the end of that nine-minute trailer, though, when Mads Mugson was looking down lens, he says something like, you'll see the full thing soon for now. He says something along those lines. Go, I yeah. thought they were going to drop something then, but it might still happen. Yeah, We'll see. Ronnie? Uh, mine is a little less... Well, you told me to be crazy, so it's, it's crazy in, in a in a certain way, but not like yeah. We were quite conservative, Jonathan. Yeah, there you go. Well, um, I, I have specifics to mine. Okay, but. like Microsoft has said again and again, like they plan on making a huge splash here, being as big as they've ever been, and I don't think Sony would bow to the conference and then try to compete with them on giant news. You know, I feel like if if Microsoft is out there throwing haymakers, Sony's not going to be you know little jabs in the corner. Um, but I think they're going to. This is a weird one. But you told me to be crazy. Uh, I'm going to say they're going to do a make good on their PS1 classic and release one that people want to play. <laughs> and, and, and quietly, the, quietly. Here's a do-over. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, I mean, that isn't downgraded to $40 on Amazon. Yeah, kind of out. like we are a way of saying like we, we're not at E3, but we're still, you know, for the people. We want you to know that here's something a lot of people weren't exactly happy with. We want to get it right. And so I don't know how they would sell that again or anything, but I was just thinking of weird stuff to, I like to predict. So that could be really yeah funny if that happened. PS One Classicer, <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy it. That, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, Lucy, what about you? Mine was Last of Us Part Two. Released, yeah, release so, date. Release date. Yeah. yeah, that was my prediction. Okay, it's not crazy, but like I think that it could just be a really. Again, I don't think it's a, it's necessarily competing with Microsoft's, you know, bells and whistles, but I think that it's just a quiet little flip the bird. 
could. It could, it could be. Yeah, I had Last of Us Part Two trailer with a release date set for early 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, was my specifically, but mm-hmm. yeah, that feels like the most within realm. Yeah, I, it would be a big splash to do that. It would be such a big splash, and it would just be like, hey, just remember, we're still here with one of the most anticipated games um, in the next couple of years. Yeah, what's funny to me is Nintendo used to do this. I remember always looking forward to it when I was reading IGN, but Nintendo always used to hold meetings on Wednesdays of the show and still have announcements then for mm-hmm. like slightly smaller tier stuff. Mm-hmm. We don't really get that anymore. Like past Nintendo Treehouse Live, there is not really news to the week of E3. So someone dropping something in on Wednesday or Thursday would be really fun. And yeah. Yeah. Sony obviously could if they want to. Uh, what's your prediction, Max? Oh, um, uh, Yakuza something or other. Another Yakuza game with lots of cool Yakuza information. Yakuza. I'm hearing Yakuza. Yeah. I think Yakuza is Max's official <laughs> guess. Um, I won't pass any judgment. Thank you all for your predictions. Nope. I got it. <laughs> I also, I finally got it. It took me a second because I'm looking at other words on the screen. I also asked the community of our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash IGM Beyond, if they had one crazy Sony E3 counter-program announcement prediction, what would it be? <coughs> Clearing the throat. Of course, Last of Us Part Two popped up a few times. Ready Player One, I presume not the actual film or novel, said Demon Souls Remaster. Ooh. Um, Who owns that? Sony published De- Demon Souls. It's a weird right? one, yeah. I and don't then know. And Bandai Namco did Dark Souls? Yeah, I don't know who owns the IP. Okay. Mm. Jonas also said a blue, the Blue Point remaster of Demon Souls coming this year. <clears throat> a lot of people have thought Blue Point has said they're working on a massive remaster of some yeah. kind. I was thinking that could maybe be something to do with Twisted Metal, seeing as they announced Ooh. that a TV show is happening. It seems a bit weird. Do you just do a TV show of Twisted Metal when there hasn't been a game in a few quite years. a few years? Mm. Yeah, PS3 was, I guess, yeah. the last one. Yeah. I don't know if people are desperate for a new Twisted Metal. I'm not, personally. <laughs> no, I neither. <laughs> um, in addition to that, Derek said Bloodborne 2, even if it's oh, highly unlikely. Imagine. Oh. <laughs> it's like my alternate reality E3 where that's, that is just Bloodborne 2. And Dragon in, and Dragon Age 4. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same game. Could be. Yeah. Just let you know, it's still currently working, but the camera's doing something weird. Oh, that's fun. It's like oh. blinking. So oh, if, if y'all don't see us in a second, I'm running over there to fix the camera. I appreciate that, Ronnie. Please no keep an eye out. Uh, Patrick said a PlayStation, PlayStation streaming service powered by Google Stadia. I, d- I don't see that combination happening. Not personally. No. They already have the memorandum of understanding with Xbox. Assuming Xbox Sorry, are going to reveal their new console. <clears throat> I don't know if they will. They might do. They uh, could do. Yeah. What if they do a release date for it and then Sony just say that's also the day The Last of Us is coming out? They're just waiting to see what that yeah. is. Well, that, that's my thing. Is I think Sony is absolutely not going to say anything before Microsoft because they want to see what Microsoft says. Yeah. Like th- mm. I think they will have some sort of response within the next couple of weeks, but it will be yeah. taking into account what Microsoft says. Yeah. Um, thank you to everyone in the youtube.com slash IGM Beyond community who responded. I posted that just before the show, so I appreciate everyone jumping in so quickly. Um, before we move on to a little bit of a few questions, and if anyone, as this always happens, I know it's pre-E3 week, if anyone has to leave the show for any reason because of other meetings, I'm literally here for this. So, Perfect. You know, they took I my actually computer. <laughs> I figured, Lucy. I figured that might be the case. Um, Lucy, where can people find you before E3? You can find me uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I will be posting a lot on Instagram, I think, during E3. So please, please, please uh, check that out because I do have fun on that uh, platform. Uh, at Luce O'Brien, L-U-C-E-O-B-R-I-E-N. You can also follow my cat on Instagram at Big Boy Buffy. Yeah. Thank you, Lucy. Okay. Love and, guys. Bye. Uh, 
before you leave, what are the lyrics to Part of Your World? Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't I could go on. Yeah, okay. I just wanted to make sure you knew the first one. Thank you so much, Lucy. I'm, I'm confused. It's, uh, it's, a, it, it's an in-joke. It's an inside joke to TMX. the two of us from this morning. Amazing. Damn it, Ronnie. Um, boys. Hello. It's the classic podcast beyond lineup. Look at that. Oh, it's me. Uh, I have a few questions. I'm here every week. Sorry. I'm we can have you call in, leave messages, dead drops uh, from yeah. post-Brexit London. Yeah, who knows? Might, comms might be cut down. I don't know. Might not be able to get contact. <laughs> you have to re, reshift a lot of radio towers around. Yeah, just have to send a drone all the way across the Atlantic. Whatever you got to do to be on the show again, we'll make it happen. It's a lot of visuals very quickly. <laughs> um, I asked the Facebook Podcast Beyond group, which if, if you're not a part of, is facebook.com slash groups slash podcast beyond. You can go there and join them for plenty of PlayStation discussion even if PlayStation isn't at E3, of course. I had a few questions related to E3, and then we'll jump into a little bit of rapid fire. But Mark asked, since Sony won't be there, what multi-platform or non-Sony exclusive title are you most excited to see at E3? Uh, Non-exclusive. I'm really looking forward to seeing Control from Remedy. Yeah. I think that looks really fun. And yeah, I'm a fan of Remedy and what they do. Love a bit of slow motion. So yeah, love it. Ronnie? Cyberpunk, for sure. I I put... All in all, I've probably put 400 hours into the Witcher series when all, all said and done, and I, I actually really love the Deus Ex games. Um, they've kind of fallen off a little bit recently, but uh, just the, kind of the marriage of that studio and that kind of aesthetic, I'm, I'm super excited about. Uh, so yeah, Cyberpunk for sure. I think for me, and it's kind of surprising to myself because there's uh, like I cannot wait to see Marvel's Avengers and what it actually is. But as a not like huge shared world person, like I'm much more story focused. I am very excited to see what the gameplay like path of Jedi Fallen Order looks like. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean it, it's in that weird EA play right before yeah. E3 sort of thing. But respawn is just they've proven themselves gameplay wise as storytellers and everything. And obviously like their focus before has been first person shooters. So I want to see what happens when they adapt themselves to third party. Obviously there are a lot of veteran developers there, so they probably can do it pretty well, but I'm very curious to see what they're doing in there. And especially with sort of the dearth of really memorable star Wars gaming experiences recently. And I'm obviously looking forward to FIFA 20 because of course, British. You have to be looking forward to see all those new kits and grass textures every, every year. We're always like, hey, we have to cover that game because yeah. it does a million YouTube views. No one on staff plays. Why don't you play FIFA? We'll get the UK boys to do it. That's how it always happens. Um, I used to play a lot in high school. I just haven't since. Should have a game. I'll probably be very bad. I will win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on from that, Dave also asked. So obviously I asked the prediction of what your surprise Sony thing will be. Dave asks, will Sony surprise us at all? and do a state of play during E3 weeks. So I'll, I'll reshift that to say, do you think actually Sony will do anything during E3 weeks? I was thinking they would, but I'm starting to think they had their Death Stranding thing. They had a state of play a couple of weeks ago, about three or four weeks ago now. I mean, I, Nintendo's I think dropping a bunch of stuff around there too. Yeah, I think they'll leave it be for a couple of weeks. Hmm. We were doing the math. The If they continue at the cadence the first two state of plays had, the next state of play, I believe, would be either the week right after or the week after that of E3. So mm. still in June sometime. Okay. I, I think do think that fairly soon they'll say, like, this is when our big event is and it'll be the PS5 reveal event, whether that is in, I don't know. I yeah. feel like later this year, autumn time, fall, as you'd say, yeah. If it's just like, constant, <laughs> if it's just like constant reminders from Sony, like, hey, we're still here, I think that could be 
kind of a way to play it, like slow play it until you have all the info to drop like a huge conference. That feels like their strategy this year. For sure. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, moving on from that, though, I wanted to do a little bit of rapid fire. As I mentioned, I asked the podcast beyond Facebook group. Ronnie, um, what would your ideal rapid fire jingle be? Uh, it's just a bra. Just a lot of horrifying versions of Brian doing his brapping noise. Perfect. Uh, look forward to that. After some screams. Some you just screams tricked me into making happen. a new jingle. Yes, I did. I will totally make that. I'll, I'll download all the braps I can. Perfect. That's a weird phrase, but thank you. I'll say it again. Jess <laughs> asked, will there be a return of the Sony handheld and what will it look like? Nothing. I think would have no. new branding to separate from PSP or PSV. <laughs> that was a no. quick answer. Nope. If anything, like maybe some like app integration with stuff, but I think their time with a dedicated handheld is done. They've tried. They've yeah. tried valiantly. Yeah, I, I love the Vita. I love the yeah. PSP, but I just I don't see that. They tried to forget that so hard that I don't think they're going to do that again. Mm-hmm. I think with what's weird today as we're recording, Persona Q2 came out on 3DS. That is the last announced full game, major game release for the 3DS. Hmm. That's that's the crazy. only update, the only upcoming game on Nintendo's website for the 3DS is the King of Cards Shovel Knight expansion. Otherwise, the 3DS oh. is even sunsetting. So. Wow. For the most part, it feels like game companies other than the Playdate, that $150 novel with a crank yeah. uh, thing, which looks really cute. But other than that, there doesn't really seem to be an interest in the handle. Yeah, and anymore. the Switch, obviously. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Yeah. Just everything going so service-oriented, like I could see, like I said, app integration for stuff. But um, I think dedicated handhelds other than the Switch are going to be novelties at this point, which is sad to say, but... It's kind of just where the industry is going, I think. Yeah, for sure. Um, Bruce asked, and this is a little bit, I'm going to change his question a bit because obviously this is the first E3 for you guys. Uh, Bruce asked originally, what was your what is your favorite part of covering E3, either locally or from aggregating others reporting? I'm going to say, what are you both most looking forward to about being at E3? Wow. Uh, I'm just looking forward to, hopefully I'll get to be in the room for one of the big conferences. I've just, I've always watched those from home and Especially being from the UK, it always seems so far away to actually be at one of those. Yeah. When a big announcement happens, it would just be a very cool moment, I think. Cool. Yeah, I am on field production this year, so I'm going to be running around the show floor with a camera, uh, shooting reactions to stuff and all, all that kind of fun thing. Um, I'm just excited to be on the show floor and kind of just soak in the ambiance, kind of. Um, hopefully, it, it'll be a fun time and not Madhouse Crazy Pants. <laughs> it'll be a little bit of that. It'll be both. Yeah. But I'm... I'm I'm still just super excited. First E3 I've wanted to go for years. So Yeah, I'm, fun. I'm glad you're both able to go this year. Yeah. For me, the best thing is always, especially working with IGN, the best thing is always the press conferences uh, yeah. in the war room. Um, going to them is great, and I've gotten the chance yeah. to go to them. It's absolutely worth it if you can go. But being in the war room during the big shows, and especially I think this year it'll be Xbox and Nintendo with Square maybe being the most surprising. We'll yeah. see, what, depending on what they have. But being in the room with everyone as these announcements are happening and just the level of excitement of, oh, my God, that announcement. Oh, wow, that ugh, that looks awful or dumb or, like, I don't want that game. or what? Just with the wide variety of reactions to everything going on in this truncated, like, hour to hour and a half experience is just so palpable and so yeah. you just – it. You feel it so much in that room, and it's such a great excitement yeah. level. I really hope I can be in the in the war room for those. I don't know if I have appointments during those during those times, but if I don't, I would love to do that. Yeah, well, I I hope you're in for at least one of the big ones. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and Simon, if you're not running around, I hope so as well. Yes, I imagine I will be. You know, probably working. That's what I'm there for. So, uh, Bert asked, "New Simpsons game? They have a panel." That do you know what that did? Intro because I absolutely love Simpsons Hit and Run. Yeah. That was one of my favorite games as a kid. So fun. Yeah. If 
Do you think they'll do a new Simpsons game? They, they have an E3 Coliseum panel for those It is weird that they would be at E3 just to chat about The Simpsons, Right? Yeah. Like, obviously, they reference games. That's it, Simpsons tapped out, too. <laughs> they're, they're still making enough money. I don't think yeah. they need a sequel. I don't know. Or I, I take Road Rage, too. I take either of those. I yeah. love those games. Their arcade brawler was a lot of fun. That was so I spent good. many a quarter in CC's, CC's Pizza playing that game. Mm-hmm. I There was one at, I think it was like a... Roller derby or an ice skating rink. That's where I played it the most. Nice. One of those. Sounds like you need a lot of dexterity for that. Yeah. Yeah. I was not great at it. Moving on, Jake asked, do you think with State of Play, Nintendo Direct, and other more easier interactions with fans due to social media, we are entering the final years of E3? That's a big question, though, isn't it? Uh, (laughs) Hitting you with the hard ones. Went from Simpsons game to... Kind of... I mean, Sony missing out does make it feel that way, but I don't know if that's just a one-off in the cycle of we've got a new console, we're missing out. I imagine next year they may well be back, but I might be wrong. I think, I mean, even just like pictures of like the show floor that people are are tweeting out, like obviously E3 as we know it is very much changing, but it, it's also changed in the past and then reverted back to what it was. So mm. uh, I, I think it's a always ever-changing thing. That's a stupid cop-out answer, but I think... I think we are definitely moving towards platforms wanting to control their own messages, and that usually comes in the form of their own streams. Uh, probably is a lot cheaper to do that, too. But I don't think there's anything... I've never been there, but just from what I've seen streaming, there's nothing that can replace like the excitement of like a bunch of people in a room for an announcement. And that can like sway a generation. Like When yeah. you see what happened with between Microsoft and Sony in the first place, like the you know the curb stomping of, this is how you, sh- how you share games. Like... That played so much better because there was a room full of people mm. in both of those conferences, and I don't think that would play the same way over I streaming. I think it could still survive in the way that Gamescom does, but there's no real announcements at Gamescom anymore. There used to be, and it's now just a place where thousands and thousands of too many people in that, <laughs> at Gamescom but, uh, just go and play new games. And I think that's what E3 could just turn into a place yeah. for people to go and play games they yeah. can't play anywhere else. Yeah, in terms of whether we're entering the final years of E3, I think we're in the final years of what E3 was. Like In terms of its relevance as a news delivery service. In a I trade think, show. Yeah, I think definitely we'll see what... Ne- I think next year will be the most telling given that it is a presumed next generation year mm-hmm. where like, that'll be a really big if everyone comes back or if everyone doesn't. I think what we will have though is we are going to move more and more toward it's an opportunity for everyone to play the games but we're going to get the announcements in State of Plays, inside Xbox, Nintendo Directs, Stadia Connects, whatever else anyone else wants Days to do. Of play of State of State. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm saying all this, I, I really hope it doesn't go away like completely. I don't think it'll go away, yeah. I think, I, but I do think it needs to evolve For more sure. quickly than it wants to, mm-hmm. it feels like. Adapt or die. Yes, and moving on to one final question. Again, thank you everyone so much who sent them in. Uh, you can do that at facebook.com slash group slash podcast beyond. I usually post once a week in there for either a specific call out or for questions. You can also write to beyond at IGN.com for any questions you have. Jessica asked a little bit more specific, will Bethesda acknowledge their major fall with Fallout 76 or will he pretend it didn't happen and will they show more of Elder Scrolls 6? So in terms of Fallout 76, before we get to like what they'll say at E3, I did want to shout out um, Ryan McCaffrey spoke to Todd Howard on IGN Unfiltered and they talked a bit about Fallout 76 and its release and obviously the sort of panning it got at that time and the state of the game when it launched mm. and all that. So definitely go check out that interview. It's a really great conversation about all that. But what do you think? Do you think they're going to continue to? I think they'll continue to add stuff. I don't yeah. know. For me, it's just fundamentally not what I want to play as a Fallout game. So I don't think they can fix it for me. But 
I think they'll keep that. I don't know the numbers and how many people are playing at the moment, but I think there's room there to add stuff and keep people there. So I think they'll, yeah, keep going. They will announce their expansion, Fallout 76 Trombones. Sorry. Damn it, um, Ronnie. Mu- music man joke. Yeah. Um, I know. I come I from it. a theater background. I appreciate it. Uh, I think, I mean, they, they were pretty cheeky uh, at their last conference saying, apparently our games break sometimes and things like that. Like, I think Todd Howard is charismatic enough to kind of kind of maybe pull that off. There is a lot more anger around 76 than there was other games, so I don't know how much he wants to get up in front of a group of super fans and talk about I, it. I feel like j- taking a joking route this year, because that was pre-76 yeah. launch, I feel like taking a joking route would not go over too right. well. Right, considering, like, even, like, exposing people's personal information and not no. giving correct rewards and, like, changing what... It, there was a lot of issues around that uh, game, like even separated from the game itself. So, uh, I I do think they're going to keep working at it. They kind of have to if yeah. they if they if they want to be, you know, a publisher that's out there vocal talking about their games. They can't just drop the ball on this. They've got to keep making it better. Yeah. Uh, and I completely forgot the other half of the question. Uh, very quickly, will there be more about Elder Scrolls Six at E three? No. no. Asked and answered. Yes, I agree with you. I don't think there will be any more nah. at the C three. Again, thank you everyone who sent in questions via Facebook. You can do it there. I'll sometimes ask on Twitter, uh, so check that out as well every week. Um, We'll talk about our E3 plans in a little bit, but first I want to do a little bit of a memory card segment, and thankfully our wonderful guest, Simon Cardi, has one. I do one. I've had a very... Ah! It's okay. It's It's a jingle. Yeah, I surprised you with the jingle. Thank you, Ronnie, again for making this. No problem. I like that jingle quite a lot. Thank you. Not that I didn't like the others. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Saving face, Fine, I appreciate nice. it. <laughs> Memory Card is, of course, our weekly segment where we read stories from you, the listeners and viewers at home, about funny, sad, wonderful, crazy, weird, whatever moments in your PlayStation history. Uh, please send those in with the subject line Memory Card to Beyond at IGN.com, and we'll read those on the show each week. And, of course, tell some of our own personal stories. So, Simon. Yeah, I've got a very personal one. Uh, it's not really. Um, <laughs> I would have been probably 13 or 14, and... I didn't own a PS2 yet at that point, so I actually bought mine off of eBay secondhand, and it came with a selection of games. And one of those was GTA San Andreas, and my mum didn't want me to play that game when of I was course. like 13, 14, which yeah. is understandable. That game, there's, there's a lot of stuff in it. So I specifically, when I bought it off, it was like the first thing I ever bought off eBay, and I specifically asked the person who was sending it to me to put GTA San Andreas in a blank DVD case. <laughs> <laughs> so... So when if my parents opened the box, they wouldn't know what it was. That's good. Yeah. So I got a way of playing that game for quite a while, like when they were out or at night when they were asleep. And I got probably about 80-odd missions in before one day my mum came into the room, me playing the game. It had to be that one mi- I don't know how well you remember this game. There's one mission where you have to drive to a sex shop, steal a gimp suit, kill a man and steal his huge purple dildo. <laughs> And then go to a woman's house to perform some BDSM foreplay with her, mm-hmm. and that happened to be the moment my mum walked in. Time. The the BDSM moment, or I have which moment did your mother actually? Oh, walk uh, she walked in on the bit. I uh, I believe it was I had the dildo in my hand in the game. In the game, <laughs> also in the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, it would have been towards the end of that mission, and yeah, I did not get to finish that game for quite a few months until Aww. I convinced my mum I should be able to play it. I kind of, I think it was until I was 15, I kind of had that rule. Was yeah. I could play and watch 18s when I was 15. I could play and watch 15s when I was 12. Because we have uh, a different, okay. I don't know if you have 12, 15, 18 here. It, it's basically those numbers, but slightly different for uh, yeah. ET and, and yeah. Yeah. I want to hear the story of how you 
like convinced your mom to let you play that again after walking in at that I just kind it was of, just the I mean at that point I'd seen it all and that's true <laughs> <laughs> what, what else is that what else is that that point might as well yep mine with uh, for GTA 4 it was my first GTA that I actually got to like own and mm. play and it was I asked my mom she said no I asked my dad and he was like yeah sure that seems fine and so I played <laughs> it for like two weeks without my mom noticing yeah and then she noticed and was very unhappy with me yeah yeah I feel like San Andreas was the peak of the bad stuff in it. Yeah. Like, there, there's some stuff in there which generally probably is not on. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Simon, for sharing that story. Anytime. Um, did you – how did you – I'm curious, like, with the blank DVD case, did yeah. they Did they never question what that was? I like, think maybe – I think I I think I explained, like, my mom doesn't want me to play this, and the, the guy was completely understanding. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if you replied. It just turned up in, like, a black okay. case, and I was like – what a guy. And your parents never were like, what's in that one? No, I don't think they ever questioned it. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to build up that trust so you can really stab yeah. him in the back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, haven't spoken to him since. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for that story. Uh, for that, the dark, dark time. Heartwarming. It's yes. great. Isn't it? I think we need to hear the jingle again. That was such a good story. For uh, well, I'm going to do another one. You've wonderfully created three forgot I made that one segments yeah. for us so thank you for that no uh, and of course as I mentioned we also read the viewer and listener ones at home this one may seem like a bit of a cheat to some of you at home but this comes from our freelancer here at IGN one of our freelance news writers Colin Stevens oh. hmm. who says yes it's Colin Stevens your freelancer <laughs> Thank you, Colin. I appreciate that. I did not notice by the photo of you on the side of the email, but thank you. I appreciate it. Just wanted to say, hey, thanks for letting me write in for the site, but also I have a letting me write for the site, but also I have a story. Thank you. The year was 2006 and PS3s were sold out across the world. I desperately tried to pre-order one and when that failed, I attempted to find one in the wild by chance. Every day, I'd make a loop of Best Buy, GameStop, Target, and Walmart, hoping to find one, but no luck. I was heartbroken as I had been dreaming of getting a PS3 since E3 2005. I even bought a copy of Resistance Fall of Man in preparation of eventually finding one. My parents knew I wanted one for Christmas, but were aware how hard it would be to find. So I resigned to the fact that I wasn't getting a PS3 for Christmas. Excuse me. Leading up to the holidays, I knew my parents hid our presents in a locked closet, and I just so happened to know where they hid the key. It was in a, um, or excuse me, in it was a snowboard for one brother, an expensive stereo system for another, and almost nothing for me. Literally just some pajamas. Christmas morning comes, my brothers open their awesome gifts, and I'm left with almost nothing. I was trying my best not to be ungrateful, but it hurt that my parents seemed to forget about me completely. As my mom went around throwing away all the wrapping paper, my dad said he was going outside to shovel the driveway, but it hadn't snowed the night before. (laughs) Great lie, Dad. He came back with a 60-gig PS3 in that massive box with a plastic handle, and I lost it. I genuinely started crying. My parents told me they ran into one at Best Buy, but had a hunch I knew how to open the gift closet, so they hid my present at our neighbor's house, so there was absolutely no chance of me spoiling my own christmas sure i owed them like 450 dollars, but i played the hell out of resistance that christmas nice good, good story i forgot yeah. that that was 60 gig what a weird n- number it's gonna say yeah. like shame on your parents for only getting you a 60 gig hard drive <laughs> <laughs> it was the only one they could I know, find I, I was kidding um thank you everyone so much we have a lot of other stories that i want to get to over the weeks to come i'll probably read some at e3 so if you have any specific like PlayStation E3 Memories 2, send those in, and I'll definitely read them for next week. Giant enemy crab. Yes, of course. Um, Before we wrap up, very quickly, what have y'all been playing? Oh, I've been playing Observation. Yes, you reviewed it. I reviewed that. Gave it a 9.0. Very good game. It's a very good game. I don't know if anyone else has played it. Uh, I beat it in one sitting. I did it in, yeah. Did you enjoy it? I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's... 
a what's the pitch? It's a six to seven hour roughly, I'd say, like sci-fi space game. It's kind of got loose puzzle mechanics. I wouldn't say it's particularly difficult. There's a lot of exploration, but it's just a really good, succinct sci-fi story, I think. And it's original, and I'd recommend. I just don't want to say too much. No, I wouldn't want to spoil it. It's you play as the AI on a spaceship called Sam. It's kind of like playing as Hal in 2001: A Space Odyssey. So. Every interaction you've done is through like OS systems and UI, and it's just it's just a really good atmospheric game. Yeah, cool. it's definitely worth picking up and playing mm-hmm. if you haven't already. Uh, PS4 console exclusive and also PC, yeah, on PC as well. Yep. And it is, yeah, it's very affecting. Yes. I would say it's definitely on my like short list of favorite games this year. It's for right. sure. Ronnie, what about you? Uh, I am bouncing between uh, the Outer Wilds and Kingdom Hearts Three. So, Outer Wilds we can't talk about on the show because they didn't release it for PS4. That's true. Annapurna. And what the hell? That is. I want to play that game, and that's I the only to. reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is some gaming whiplash between those two games. Um, yeah. How are you liking Outer Wilds? Very quickly, without saying anything and spoiling, because I know it's also a spoiler. I'm loving it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Kingdom Hearts, where are you in? that game currently i replay the entire kingdom hearts series to get ready for kingdom hearts 3 <laughs> uh that may have been a mistake as i quickly burned out on kingdom hearts 3 i really really wish i liked it more um currently in arendelle okay and uh it's just it's not i'm, I'm gonna see it to the finish line but it's just not doing i would so. say arendelle is probably the worst world okay well, if not one yeah. of but definitely yeah I it's agree. just not moving the needle for me right now okay i got it yeah mm-hmm. i i my favorite game in that series by far is uh birth by sleep okay um, yeah. that's just the kind of side of Kingdom Hearts that I lean to. So, yeah, I just haven't been feeling Kingdom Hearts 3. But I do plan on finishing it, and I'll let you know once I do. Cool. My verdict yeah. has changed. We'll uh, bring you back, especially once you get through the final gauntlet of that game. <laughs> I don't want to spoil anything. But uh, I've been playing a little bit. I started revisiting Nino Kuni 2 um, because I loved that game. I beat it, beat the story, beat everything Had a, uh, campaign-wise, but had a lot of side stuff left. And um, I just started a D&D campaign recently oh, cool. uh, with our former IGN editor, Jared Petty. He is DMing for us, and he is wonderful. Um, Jared would be a fantastic DM. He is an incredible DM. Yeah. Um, he is so good at it. It's astounding. Um, and he's, he blushes every time, but he's so good at it. And... Um, so revisiting just to get a sense of the world because before we started the game he was kind of we were kind of deciding on tone he, one of us offhandedly mentioned Nino Kuni he's like got it and so I'm like I should probably revisit that and understand what it means and it's just yeah. a delightful fun yeah uh, especially at like that kind of world I think Jared would excel yes at that. yeah and then also playing played observation playing through a lot more Assassin's Creed Odyssey because want to catch up for the new uh, DLC for Fate of Atlantis episode two is out this week I haven't played it yet but just beat Fields of Elysium and it is stupid pretty the new like godlike world that they add to the game at that point and then other than that i'm just watching a lot of netflix because i know i'm gonna have a week non-stop of games in my life on my flight over because it's a 11 hour flyover from oh, wow. london so yeah. i pretty much beat katana zero i don't know Ooh, what do you think very very good yeah that's yeah. not playstation again but yeah that also is on my short list hitting yeah. that devolver drum they're, they're so good very well at the moment yeah this is a yeah. great year for devolver devolver pr- please bring all of your games yeah. to ps4 looking forward to your press conference as well it's not forgotten oh i can't wait do yeah. they do ape out as well Devolver? yeah, yeah they did ape yeah. out as well yeah they're having a very good year yeah. um but anyway yeah thank you all so much for listening or watching this episode episode 594 of beyond as i mentioned and as we've mentioned many times on this show e3 is next week so we're going to be very busy the next week's show i'll come back 
please. You'll, it'll be pretty easy. Uh, will not air at the normal time the show airs, which is normally Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Pacific um, on beyond.ign.com, youtube.com slash Beyond, and your favorite podcast service. We won't be having an episode go on at that normal time because so much happens in the first few days of E3. Our schedules are pretty much maxed out. But we will try to be recording some things I have some hopeful plans of things that I want to make happen, but in case next week goes crazy, I don't want to promise them and those plans don't work out. So hopefully going to have maybe even two things to be able to come out of next week if I can make it happen. Um, just fun stuff with the with the crew here uh, and everyone working at IGN since we're all going to be together and working so much, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, of course, please watch, read, check out all of our IGN E3 coverage. We are going to be working so hard to bring you every big piece of news, preview, impression, whatever we can from that show, interviews, uh, exclusive gameplay, exclusive whatever. I don't know. Maybe I'm promising that and we don't have any Probably exclusive gameplay. Stuff to, Sorry, for yeah. you to read, to be honest. Yeah. But try. Yeah. Do try. Please try it that week. <laughs> There's the week after E3. You can Don't feel bad if you have yeah. to wait a week to read stuff. Um, but I think we're going to have a really awesome show in the works and I'm very excited to cover it with these wonderful boys here and the rest of the team here at IGN. Um, before we leave, Simon, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on the IGN UK podcast, which we do every Friday. That's me and six other five other lads in rotation we talk about absolutely everything apart from brexit so it's good to come here and talk about that finally you get a chance and to talk about yeah brexit. i'm on twitter at cardi simon which is a nice little pun on carly simon there. i like it <laughs> we got music man references carly simon references this is my kind of the beyond sorry to everyone who's like i miss the old beyond <laughs> this is what i want on the show sincerely uh ronnie where can people find you uh on twitter and instagram at ronnie underscore barrier that's r-o-n-n-y um unlike everyone here who spells it r-o-n-n-i-e still i don't do it my family does that too it's just it is my curse um and uh if you want to add me on psn i am train underscore suplex you're gonna get a lot of friend requests yes, enjoy can. that okay train underscore suplex <laughs> train underscore suplex i am at jm dornbush on twitter and instagram you can follow me there uh be posting a lot also check out the ign youtube channel on your mobile app because we have a stories page there mm -hmm. that i am working on daily uh, along with sydney goodman from our la office we're going to be posting stories before e3 during e3 and just giving you like a behind the scenes look at e3 and everything happening there so please pay attention to all the amazing work that we're doing because it's please so much excited. work but yeah. we're very excited about it, it. <laughs> <laughs> please, please clap please clap uh as always thank you all so much for joining me this is ign's weekly playstation show Beyond. 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 <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.